don't you turn against me. I felt a great disturbance in the force, as if millions of voices suddenly cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. If you're not with me, then you're my enemy. You thunder against me! You have done that yourself! Release your anger. Only your hatred can destroy me. Hello and welcome to Who Shot First, a Star Wars controversy podcast, your one-stop shop for all controversies that have plagued the Star Wars universe. I'm your host, Alex, and with me is our other host, Ethan. Uh, And today we're going to be talking about what some consider to be a controversy that started all controversies, the 1997 Special Editions. We will be focusing solely on the 1997 editions, uh, and not going into many uh, changes later on. There right. may be brief mentions of the later releases only as a defense of the argument against the creation of them, uh, because there are a lot of things with that. Yes. <laughs> Other than that, but before we get into that, we did not do this in the previous episode, but how do we know each other, Ethan? Ah, uh, I guess. knows little, who we are. That's right. So, <laughs> I, right. I suppose a, a bit of background would... Uh would be good. Right. Um, so Ethan and I are, are cousins, uh, right. and we are both avid Star Wars fans. You, you I, I credit... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I credit my, my initial um, interest and fascination with Star Wars uh, to you. Really? You know? Oh, sure. You know, I well, you were... Know that. Oh, yeah. You were in it. You were into it uh, before I was, obviously, because you're older, but... Well, yeah. You know... But- Right, but I would watch it, you know, you had the old VHS tapes, and we would oh, watch You watched the old VH de- VHS yeah. tapes? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember that. And then you had, right, and then you had, you know, all of the, the mini play sets and stuff. That, that is true. Uh, I think that those probably awesome. hooked you in. Yep, the, totally. The Micro Machines, oh, those were yeah. so good, man. Those were yeah, so yeah. good. So that, you know, and then after, you know, after that initial fascination uh i saw episode three revenge of the sith in theaters which is the first one i'd ever seen in theaters and that sort of cemented my love from there on out you know uh, i couldn't get enough of it after that i loved everything yeah. about it the story the you know just yeah i can go into the whole thing but correct i i, I credit i credit you so Really? That's, that's, yes. that makes me feel all, all warm inside. <laughs> and yep, I, had, I didn't actually realize that. So. Oh yeah. Awesome. Okay. So yeah. just a reason that I'm doing this podcast is I started, I came up with the idea a while ago and then we had, I got, we had our lovely Corona thing happen and yep. that kind of tried to motivate me to create my own podcast and then I tried it on my own and I listened to it and I'm like, this is garbage. <laughs> I need a co-host. Right. You so, gotta have some, I, right. so I invited you in and you were, you were totally down and, and here we are now. That's so, right. I, you know, I, I'm always, uh, I've always loved, you know, talking about Star Wars in any capacity. So and I usually don't have anyone else, anyone else around me to, to do that. So correct. It's nice to finally, have a way to kind of talk about my knowledge, uh, which is more general, but correct. Still, but but you will be you'll have a lot more knowledge when we get into like Clone Wars and and stuff. Sure, like that. right. But the more I guess modern, more, more modern. Yes, no. I would yeah. I would I would agree with that. And but I will also say that I was motivated to do this co- uh, podcast because of uh, we're not going to go into it. It's going to become our own thing. But Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with our controversies. Um, That's right. So that that kind of motivated me to uh, to come up with the idea of the podcast, and then we've we've built it from there. Yeah. Without further ado, let's jump into our topic. Okay, um, excellent. Let's do it. And so we're going to start off with the arguments in favor of the 1997 re-releases. Okay. This is where the fun begins. First of all. Ethan, are you a fan of the re-releases, yes or no? I am not. I, I guess after I, 
I, cause I originally, the first time I ever seen, I had ever seen the, the original trilogy was on your VHS tapes, uh, yeah. which I'm, I, I'm assuming is, was the original. Yeah. Yes. Um, nope. Yep. Very yes. much so. Right. So it wasn't until, you know, those came out that I started watching them again and realized that something was different. They had, you know, added different scenes and stuff and yeah, it just felt, I don't know, out of place, a little mm-hmm. unnecessary. Okay. Sort of like a right, trying to either slap a new coat of paint on on what was already a, a perfect movie, right? Not a perfect movie, but a good movie, and it just seemed unnecessary. And I don't, know. yeah. <laughs> just to get this out of the way, I too am a not big fan of the re-releases, but I will be trying to do my darndest to defend them, or at least bring up valid points for them. Okay. whether they exist or not, but uh, to, to start it off. So the biggest positive for them is that they reintroduced Star Wars back into public life and reintroduced, they introduced a new generation to Star Wars. Yes. So that is the biggest event. Um, a writer by the name of Jermaine Lucier states, in 1997, the special editions provided a rare opportunity for Lucasfilm to introduce a whole new generation of fans to the big screen experience of the original trilogy stories, which had not been formally released together in the U.S. since an extremely limited run in 1985. The theatrical special editions offered a far richer experience than what home entertainment could provide at the time, since high-definition presentations in the home were still quite a few years off. Most importantly, though, the special editions allowed parents who had fond memories of seeing the movies in their local theater as kids to share that experience with their own kids among a community of like-minded fans. It set the stage for families of all generations to come together for the prequel movies that followed and for the newest adventures that began in the force awakens so basically from the research that i found star wars was very hard to find before yeah. 1997 on like to physically own on, it like in phys- to physically watch it at home and everything yeah which is yeah. very interesting so the my vhs's which i noticed which at the beginning of which each one goes like watch the original Star Wars one last time. And so I think that's like the only time it was ever like released on VHS. Cause the more I, I've wow. done the research and everything, it's like, Oh, it was very limited releases. And like, it was literally like 10 years of you could not watch Star Wars. Wow. Yeah. So did not realize that I didn't either until I found yeah. that. So so he had so Lucas had limited release of the films on VHS, which built up anticipation. The hype for the 1997 yeah. theatrical releases also brought in new fans that might not have known about Star Wars before. A Star Wars.com journalist and podcaster named Amy Ratliff states, the special editions were my introduction to Star Wars. If they wouldn't have been released, I don't know when I would have ended up seeing Star Wars. And if I wouldn't have seen Star Wars when I did, I don't think my life and career would be what it is now. So a lot okay. of, so that's what I found is a lot of people, a lot of important people and non-important like us, <laughs> yeah. but, but a lot of important people and people um, have found that they were reintroduced to the idea of the prequel or not the prequel, right. they, of the they, original they, of the movies. They credit that, that, that release as their introduction as the hype and everything. Yep. And the, and the releases, because again, it's very limited in the originals releases on DVD and VHS and everything. So what the, the, the 1997 editions are basically what people know. Right. Another benefit that i found is that some people really enjoyed which i will fully say i am super envious of being actually able to see the star wars movies on the big screen again totally a film writer for the 1990 for ad club 
uh, in an article called 1997 was the year Star Wars came back and never left. The writer wrote, I'd finally get a chance to see some of my favorite movies in a movie theater with updates that made them look the way George Lucas wanted them to look the first time around. The latter attribute turned out to be a bust, but it takes none of the magic out of watching a Star Destroyer zoom in overhead 50 feet tall for the first time. I will fully say I was actually really looking forward to the 3D releases of the original trilogy. Yeah. Um, for this exact reason, because until Disney bought them and then they canceled those three releases. Because <laughs> yep. they started with episode one and they were working their way through. And so they got up to, I think, Attack of the Clones. And then... That's it, yeah. And then they stopped because Disney bought them. Because that, I would have, I was going to say, like, I would have gone to see that movie, even though it's a special oh, editions, which I'm not a huge fan of, but like, I would have been like, to see Star Wars in oh, a yeah. Star Wars movie theater. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yes. Another big thing is that it gives George Lucas what he wanted. Because according to George himself, the original trilogy Star Wars movies the original 1977 releases and, and everything are not the way they were meant to be. They're not, he, he stated, George states himself, he was able to finish the film the way it was meant to be. That's okay. his statement. Yeah. He really enjoyed adding back in the character of Biggs Darklighter. Sure. Be Oh, yeah, there are, yeah, because there are a bunch of deleted scenes where that we didn't see in the originals of Biggs Darklighter, only right. to have him at the very end kind of show up, and then Luke has this emotional attachment to him, and we don't actually understand why that's happening. Yeah, so yep. there, that's a big part of it, and an article by the Gizmodo says the special edition added back in a cutscene of Luke and Biggs's reunion and its presence at least gives us a sense of their relationship before Darklighter's untimely death. Adds a bit more humanity to the tragedy rather than, oh right, that guy. It makes Biggs's death sting a little more, another ratchet of tension to the battle across the Death Star. So again, there are a lot of people in there. I mean, like, what's his name? What's the, what's the bigger big guy's name? We... Porkins? Porkins, yes. He's yeah. fat and they call him Porkins. It's Porkins. so mean. Yep. So mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like, <laughs> he's we become, don't know that he's guy. Become, right, he's become uh, a legend in his own right. Correct, because of his being, name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's, that's mainly with the original. But another big piece that a lot of people really enjoyed are the small changes and updated special effects with new technology that was unavailable at the release of the originals. Sure. So that in that same Gizmodo article, it says small changes like this are littered throughout the, the now revised versions of the original trilogy, improved lightsaber effects, making them appear more vibrant. The orange blur removed from under Luke's speeder, the Praxis affected added to the destruction of both Alderaan and the Death Star, Matte lines removed from the snow speeders during the Battle of Hoth, and so on, as well as the added X-wings during the Death Star battle. I know that's a that's a big right. one. And also with the in the Empire Strikes Back, a big thing that I had actually realized that I just saw the special edition Empire Strikes Back for the very first time, yeah, um, like this year. But uh, it makes Cloud City look like cloud city because when i when in the originals it's just a lot of like white corridors but right. in the special editions according to that special edition trilogy uh, article to rectify this the special editions used computer graphics to open up cloud city's corridors creating large windows with views of the city skyline and its puffy pink clouds the effect is noticeable but not intrusive, allowing for Cloud City to appear as truly idyllic refuge for our heroes. That is then twisted and distorted once it's revealed that the Empire has been there all along laying a trap. Right. Is, yeah, because I think that, I think the re-release had that scene where it's like, I, like where, uh, where Leia is 
in front of like the window and they have the whole like cloud car uh, fly by and stuff. I don't think that's in the original, is it? I think that one is in the original. Oh, is it? Okay. I believe so. I could be yeah. wrong. But I, I know there's a lot in particular of like them going, walking in between locations. In the original, yeah. it's all just white hallways. Right. Just white hallways. <laughs> and then due to the, with the, the new additions, they made it so that it actually looks like they're on a cloud city. Yeah, in a, a bustling city. Right. Right. So any of those changes make yeah. it worthwhile? Uh, you know, I, I, I can definitely see how those releases certainly kickstarted a lot of people's, you know, love for Star Wars and interest in Star Wars sort of the way the prequels did for me because the things you read about make a lot of sense. It just, it just seems like they could have re-released the originals from 19 or from whatever the seventies without having these changes to kickstart more fans' love. I don't think you necessarily needed to do a bunch of changes but i guess to get people rehyped you can say that you added new scenes and new special effects to capture the interest of a lot more people correct but the 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 argument there is why release the originals again in theaters because there's a big without making the changes that's that's the argument is that george had a reason to release them again because he wanted them to look the way he wanted them to look yeah it's not anything where he has he, he has no reason to re-release them he could just release them but george yeah. had he had no like re, there's no reason for to just re-release them to get people hyped it's like he yeah. could have just released them on dvd or, or vhs at the time and then onto dvd and stuff but it also, again, you're right in that it was a big marketing ploy to get people hyped for the prequels. That's what 1997 right. re-releases were. Yeah. Which I personally did not realize. I had, mm-hmm. I had not thought about that, and I did not put that in my brain at all. I just thought he was just like, okay, cool. Here they are again. This is what I wanted. But Well, then were they re- when they were released in 1997, had they announced episode one yet? They had, okay. I believe so, because I mean, like, it came out in '99. Yeah. So, so, so it, it, it right. if it hadn't been announced when they were officially like quickly released, it was they got released. It got announced real quick right after. Yeah, um, yeah. And it might have, and it might have been like gauging interest of them, and then being like, okay, people still love these. Let's make the the prequels. Ah, uh, sure. Right, right, right. But yeah, so. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I understand. But <laughs> you understand. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> now we get to go into yes. So, we will now move on into our right. next section of okay. why they're bad. <laughs> so, before is we get into anything, gonna, is this the part where you're going to blow my mind? I think so. Yeah. Okay. But we did go into a whole thing, a whole episode about Han, who shot first. So we're not going to go into yep. that. We're not going to go right. into that big detail. Both of us think Han shot first. Again, a plot issue. Yes. Yes. But Lucas created these films. Um, he created the new releases to update the films and add CGI in the way that he yep. always envisioned them, as he stated earlier because he did not have the technology at the time of their original release. The problem with this that I've found and that a lot of other people have found is that this many, this is many of the older special effects hold up a lot stronger than his updated CGI. (laughs) Yeah. According to the Collider, the grand irony is that most of the CG changes made to these films don't hold up 20 years later. The best digital effects remain either the ones you don't notice, and while all the practical effects still look great, the CG changes are as dated as almost 
any other digital effect from 1997. It is very obvious. Yep. Unfortunately, most of the additions to Moss Eisley are obtrusive. So we're jumping yes. to the Moss Eisley student. Extra uh, people. Extra people, creature Jawas, that walks right in. Droids, stormtroopers, yep. Brontos, dewbacks. Yep. They litter yep. the screen. So yes. Okay. Even more offensive, these newly added characters and creatures will at times even block the action. For yes. example, during the famous these aren't the droids you're looking for scene, the action is obscured not once, but three yep. times as various yep. new elements walk through the frame, a stream of people, <laughs> some droids, and as you just said, a Ronto that appears so close to the camera that all that appears in frame is a giant wall of reptilian flesh. Yes. Yep. These additions aren't only distracting and superfluous, but actually hurt existing and crucial scenes of the film. 100%. And, I, I and remember. That's from I remember watching rant, that. But go ahead. Yeah. 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 Oh, I, I, I remember watching that, that scene for the, uh, you know, or the re release and just having that like thing walk across the screen. I was like, wait, what, what is that? What's, what's happening? And then it just walks off like, uh, okay. <laughs> I guess that was a thing. It was totally right, distracting and, and just totally unnecessary. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it completely yeah, yeah. pulls you out of the film. Because, again, <laughs> it's 1997 computer graphics. Yeah. And you're walking right in front of the screen. <laughs> right. Yeah. 1997. And also, another thing that I, I did find is that what a lot of people don't know 1977 Star Wars won a ton, like a bunch of Academy Awards for special effects. <laughs> and okay. then when George releases the 1997 or releases, he gets rid of a lot of those effects. Seriously? Because it's all practical. It's all practical. Like the special effects are all practical. And so he yeah. puts the computer generated versions and gets rid of a bunch of the effects. Uh, wow. So <laughs> there's, That's... there's, right, like, is, yeah. is Star Wars A New Hope the, the Academy Award winning film that it once was? Uh, probably not. <laughs> probably not. not. Yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're taking out all of the, you know, right practical effects and just putting in or, you know, swapping it for computer generated stuff, you know, uh, I, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yep. Can't believe that's a thing. So great. Uh, so our next wonderful topic on yep. these wonderful scenes are, um, the Jabba scene? added scenes. Yep. Yeah. Jabba scene is the biggie one. Yeah. So basically, George decided that he wanted to add Jabba the Hutt, or he was originally added, added in the film. They originally had Jabba the Hutt in the film, in the original film. Yep. And they decided that he did not have the computer effects, and so they couldn't have that scene, so they cut that scene. George yep. really liked that scene and put it back in. <laughs> There's two big problems with that. First of all, it yep. looks awful. Awful. Just, <laughs> just J terrible. Yep. Jabba's CGI is awful because it was originally a man. They just had yep. a man walking around as, a, as the gangster. Yes. And it is also the second, I would even say bigger part of, the scene doesn't make sense. Right. If he's... It doesn't make sense because yeah. Greedo. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. There's an I, editor, there's, a, there's an editor who talked, to, who did an interview about it and said they literally rewrote the Greedo scene to explain everything that was happening in that Java scene in yeah. order to make it work for the movie. George doesn't change the Greedo scene. Nope. <laughs> uh, doesn't change the Greedo scene and so basically Greedo tells him like Jabba has put a bounty on your head 
And then yeah. all of a sudden, Jabba's right there, and he's totally okay <laughs> with Han, and he's like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get you your money. Doesn't make sense. Right. Uh, pretty sure you just put a bounty on my head, and now I'm looking you right in the face. <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> wow. I also would argue that, you know, you kind of you ruin the mystery of, of who Jabba the Hutt is. You know, you, you get these, you know, just hear about them, and then this is, you keep hearing about him in Empire Strikes Back, and then finally he's, he's revealed as this, like, grotesque, disgusting, you know, crime lord boss, and I think that's a, that's a great reveal as, as this sort of mysterious, you know, character. And the fact that he doesn't, his CGI version doesn't look a thing like his, his Return of the Jedi self. His CGI version is small. Yeah. is small like the, right, the, right. the return of the jedi he's a big huge slug yeah. gangster Hut. versus yeah. in the new hope version he's not right he's very jabba small just because the actor right. himself was small yeah jabba just packing on the the pounds there those those couple of years <laughs> but and also too that since it was a guy walking around you know with with harrison ford Han Solo you know. walks behind him. Yes, they have to Han edit Solo him. walks behind him. <laughs> and so they have yeah. to make, again, similar to your, your statement earlier uh, in the last episode about how they weirdly alter Han's head in, to, to avoid the blaster shot. Right. They, again, have to weirdly alter Han so he's yes. not actually to get over the slug tail. And he's yeah. not taking any kind of a step over anything. He's nope. just walking straight, and then he just slides oh, oh, oh. up and over. And yes. then we get the, the weird... Yeah, yeah. We have, to, we have to make sure that people know he was oh, like, stepping We are going to play the whole clip. We're going to play the clip. Okay. All right. And like, <laughs> you're going to get the whole... And you're just like, what is this for? This is not a, this is not a gangster. Look, Java. Even I get boarded sometimes. You think I had a choice? No. A gangster who apparently, the scene before, just placed a giant bounty on your head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, I think an argument for the scene that, that, he, that George has made uh, and that a lot of people have made of like, George, they think that George wanted to introduce Boba Fett again. Right. And yep. inter introduce him early because we, that's that's technically the first time we see him. Yes. Yes. Right. Now, if you are going by the re-releases, you see Boba Fett yes. in that scene. Yep. The thing about that is nobody cared about Boba Fett. Like Boba Fett, like we'll go into this later, but like Boba Fett yeah. shouldn't be cool. That's like the there is right? literally it's nothing <laughs> cool. Like he's has like five lines in the entire series and should yeah, not I think his, say anything. Yeah. It should not matter. Total, I think his total lines is like maybe two minutes, maybe. If that. If that. If that. Yeah. yeah. But like he's on screen not even that long. But again, yeah. people didn't know who he was and so they loved him. Yep. And so George thought, hey, people love him. I'll give you more of him. That's not what we right. wanted, George. It's not right. what people wanted. And, right, and the fact that he looked super awesome, too, that just Correct. Know, even helped the mystique. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So there actually is complaints on the other two movies. One complaint that I personally have and that I've heard other people have, there's a thing called less is more. Yep. Sure. When the Wampa attacks Luke. Ah. Uh. Yep. On Hoth, in the original version, you never see the whole thing. Mm -hmm. You never the whole... see the whole Wampa. You see his yeah. arm come and attack Luke, and then you see a big burly thing coming closer to him, and then you see the arm get cut off, and you see like a, a girl or like a face as it tries to attack him quickly, and that's it. Yep. Yep. The reason they did that is because they didn't, they couldn't make the suit work. Mm. The suit didn't work. Okay. So 
George, from I don't know entirely. I haven't didn't find out what happened. Whether he put the original scenes back in, or whether he reshot those scenes, because I do know there were reshoots. Yeah. Because Boba Fett is put in there. He is not in the original, and they they actually reshot that scene so that he's in there. And he's also mm-hmm. they also reshot scenes uh, so that he's in more of Jabba's palace in Return yep. of the Jedi than he was in the original. But again, you look at this big thing and you can obviously tell it's a puppet or it's a guy in a big suit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it is so obvious that you're like, this is not a scary thing. Right. <laughs> it's a guy in a suit. Yep. But that is that's. That's only, I would say that's a minor critique of uh, Return of the Jet, or sorry, of Empire Strikes Back. The bigger problem that a lot of people have is that George changes the song in Jabba's Palace in Return of the Jedi. Oh, like he adds that gross. No, there's a song called Jedi Rocks. I'm going to play it for you right now. He, he created it. That's what he named it. Yep. And it has like a weird bug-eyed thing, dancing and singing. It's Yeah, awesome. yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, I'm, I, I'm impressed. I, I, I have not seen it. Because actually. there's the original that has the, 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 I don't remember her name, but the girl with the long mouth. Yeah, yep. And she's a puppet. She's obviously a puppet. She, it looks like a puppet. But it's still good. Like I, I mean, considering it was 1983, I think when it came out, it's still uh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's singing like a song, and it's just it's an interesting song, and like it's, and I'll play that one for you too. gets rid of that song and he right, puts in this it. this he just cuts it and he puts in this other song and then <laughs> the man actually the the and this is where cgi bad cgi comes into play too because the, the the person is like jumping around and then like yells or is like singing into this and then the camera like goes into his mouth yeah that's okay so that's the is that the one where it's like Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah. Da, 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 oh, that's it. So you, okay. So yeah, that's the one you've heard. You yeah. haven't heard the original. 
No. Do you not that's, remember the original? Because you probably have. I must, like, not, I must oh. not remember the original. Oh, the original is like, it's not fantastic, but it's so yeah. much, it makes so much more sense. Okay. Oh. Yes. So. Okay. Then I, the, I thought, okay, for a second, I thought you were like referring to something else other than that. No, 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 no. That's no, the one. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because that's the one they, um, are, just a quick side note, that's the one they play uh, in Battlefront 2. Uh, when they when you're doing the heroes versus villains on Moss Eisley, the original Battlefront two, that's the song you hear like basically the entire time. But so yes, I've heard that. Fun. And the original scene is bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Yep. So or, be, because in so I'm going to read this for our Screen Rant article. Uh, yep. In an absolutely baffling decision, inside Java's palace, Lucas changed the short interlude into a full blown musical number. Now featuring a song called Jedi Rocks. The Max <laughs> Rebo band's lead singer, Cy yes, Snoodles, <laughs> is a digital creature. That's right. Though her pract- practical puppet is still visible in a previous shot, and she is joined by the obnoxious and hairy Joe Yauza. That's literally his name, <laughs> Joe Yauza. Nice. To call the scene distracting uh, would be an understatement. Visually, it's incongruous with the dingy, smoky atmosphere of Jabba's palace, largely in part because of how badly the CGI aliens mesh with the real actors and sets. The new song also doesn't fit the mood of the setting, making the change feel a lot more abrasive. So, yeah, it's very interesting the way that song plays. Yes, it's all coming back to me now, and it, yeah. I can just, I totally can just, I don't even need to see the clip or hear the clip. I can, it just, it's ingrained in my brain as this, this scene, especially the last part where he like runs up to the camera and like yells. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Terrible. So going along with songs, another edited scene was the removal of the Yub Nub song. At the very end of the film. Yup, no. Oh, with the Ewok. The Ewok song. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a positive and a negative because there are many people who believe that this is a good change. Yep. Getting rid of sure. the Yub Nub and, and everything. Yeah. The problem that is the bigger issue is the celebrations of different planets from around the galaxy. Yeah. Many have raised questions about how these different planets learned so quickly of the destruction of the Death Star and the death of the Emperor. Another flaw is with these scenes are why are two empire-controlled worlds, Coruscant and Bespin, why do they allow celebrations of an imperial defeat? Yep, especially the, uh, the defeat of their emperor. Yeah. Uh, oh, a massive death, massive, and these uh, are imperial-controlled yes. worlds, right? And they're celebrating. I think, all, I think all of them were, weren't they? Every single one that they showed. I think they actually Cor- showed Cor- Tatooine celebrating. Did they? The Moss Eisley. So. That doesn't make okay. Well, that's uh, weird. but they, but I think they also showed Naboo in a later cut and stuff like that. Yes, yeah. right. It, but it's. Cor- I don't know yeah. if there. I don't know if that one's. I. Be- it's Coruscant, Naboo, at Bespin. Tatooine, and that might be it. I don't think there were yeah. that many. No. But again, but, it's but, like, why are we, why are they allowing people to celebrate? And, right, and it's, yeah, and it's massive crowds with like, you know, fireworks. Fireworks, yeah, and, there's fireworks yeah, and everything, yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. that's, uh, that's a good point. That's totally, you know, I, that's something I never really thought about, honestly, until just now. Because in that moment, you're like, oh, that's nice. They're all celebrating. But right, then just take a back, step back and think, wait a minute. <laughs> we should all be uh, uh, arrested. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Now I'm about to totally blow your mind. Okay. All right. I'm ready. This is about George Lucas. Okay. So a big problem a lot of people have with the special editions, is that there is no access to the originals. George Lucas, until he sold Disney, had refused to release them. He He released them once. Yeah. 
after the new release, new editions were released. He released them, I think, on Blu-ray, uh, you know, in a box set that you fa- that you it had was, to find. It was Blu-ray, really? I don't. No, 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 no. Nope. You're right. It was not Blu-ray. Yeah. It was like Ultra yeah. HD or something. But yeah. Right. Yeah, because I have the ones. I have the ones. Uh, the, the collection I have is the ones on DVD, where you got the the original version on one DVD and then the re-release on another. Yep. That's the yep. one time he's ever released them. Right. But but the big problem with it is people just see a complete lack of empathy from George Lucas. Like a, oh, he, sure. he does not care that other people <laughs> liked his original versions better. Yes. Does not care uh, in the least. <laughs> wow. From his own words in an interview okay. in 2004 with Today. All right. He says... Most artists, most painters, even composers would want to come back and redo their work now. They've got a new perspective on it. They've got more resources. They have better technology and they can fix or finish the things that were never done. I wanted to actually finish the film the way it was meant to be when I was originally doing it. Well, the film only came out to be 25 or 30% of what, it, what I wanted it to be. They said, what are you talking about? So finally, I stopped saying that. But if you read any interviews about an eight or nine year period there, it was all about how disappointed I was and how unhappy I was and what a dismal experience it was. You know, it's too bad you need to get kind of half a job done and never go finish it. So this is my chance to finish it. The special editions, that's the one I want out there. The other movies, it's on VHS. If anybody wants it, I'm not going to spend the, we're talking millions of dollars here, the money and the time to refurbish that. Because to me, it doesn't really exist anymore. It's like, this is the movie I wanted to be out to be, and I'm sorry you saw a half-completed film and fell in love with it, but I want it to be the way I want it to be. I'm the one who has to take responsibility for it. I'm the one who has to hear everybody throw rocks at me all the time. So at least if I'm going to get rocks thrown at me, they're going to throw rocks at me for something I love rather than something I think is not very good, or at least something I think is not finished. Wow. That's crazy to me that you could feel that way about something you created originally that that so many people loved, and it was such a positive reception. And now you're basically telling everyone, "Screw you." <laughs> I, yep. I don't like. That's what a lot. That's what a lot of fans feel. Yep. Right. You know. Uh, I don't like. Right. It's my. It sounds almost like you know, like a, like oh well, this is my property, so every, I'm going to do what I do what I want with it, or you know, I just. What you just read sounded. I don't know. I got the a very whiny vibe from it that's really incredible <laughs> yeah he's also he also is lying as well how so it doesn't cost millions of dollars to refurbish the films oh oh okay there is a website called let me give him a shout out right here project 4k 77 okay and they are going back and they have re-edited or re-put put together the original series, the original trilogy. Uh, they're working on their trilogy. They've finished A New Hope, and I believe they've also finished Empire Strikes Back, of transforming them, the original films, into 4K. Wow, okay. Now, they are spending money. They are doing their own, they're spending their own money. They ask for donations and stuff like that. Yep. But they uh, they've spent like thousands of dollars. It's not the millions that he claims it to be. Yeah. Would have been necessary. Right. So again, it's it's his desire. They have finished upgrading. They- yeah. So I've I found it out. They finished upgrading a new hope into altered definition yep. um in 2019. And they have spent just a little bit about a little over ten thousand dollars. <laughs> okay. Well for that one is, uh- of the films significantly less yes do they do they have permission for lucasfilm to do that 
they're just doing it to, as film preservists. Okay. They're, so because what, when they're because George refuses to release them. Right. Okay. He's gone so even are, so far. Just to just to blow your mind even more. So you know, Star Wars is in the Library of Congress, right? You yep. know that. Okay. Yes. It's the special editions. <laughs> George has gone so far as refusing to allow the Library of Congress National Film Registry to get its hands on a copy of the original films. (laughs) Wow. So going so far as to make sure that history doesn't remember the, (laughs) the, the original cut. Correct. Wow. That is, that's wild. Can't even, yeah. Again, get to blow your mind again, because this is another interview that George has said about his, the films. Okay. He said, they all think outside the box, but they all have very strong ideas about what should happen. And they think it should be their way, which is fine, except I'm making the movies, so I should have it my way. <laughs> to me... The original uh, movie doesn't really exist anymore. I'm uh, sorry you ha- saw half the completed film and fell in love with it, but I want it to be the way I want it to be. Yep. Wow. Yeah, that's, a, that's crazy, man. You could just be that unwavering, un- unwilling to even like, want to accept that people love the original cut. I, that's baffling to me that... that Here's something everyone's telling you they love, yeah, and and you're saying, no, if you don't love what I like the the new version I laid out, then you're only loving half a film or whatever. That's it's only half a film, according to yeah. George. That's poof, man. That's tough. I, I yeah, I can definitely see why people would be uh, you know quite upset about that. And you said that was from 2004. Yeah. 2004. Okay. And he has not really changed his mind. He's done a bunch of different interviews. So basically from what I, my feeling on it is I would be totally okay if George kept the, I mean, George isn't in charge anymore, but like, I, I understand that he wanted to make a different film and he wanted it to be done the way that he wanted it to be done. Yeah. My biggest problem with it is again, you're making a film, it's gonna get criticized. Like that's that you have chosen this industry, this is how it's going to work. Yeah. The fact that he refuses to release the other versions so that you can have like a side-by-side conversation, like any again, have it in a situation where you have the originals and the, the despecialized editions, just like you did, like yep. the DVD version, but release them as like a Blu-ray so that, or, or something like that, where you have to buy both. Yeah. Right. Most people are going to do that. I would do that. Right. I wouldn't really watch the, the special editions, but I'd pay the extra 20 bucks. Like you could even charge astronomical prices for this probably, <laughs> and it would still sell. Oh yeah. Sure you could. Like, that's where, that's my feeling on it, is that, like, fine, you have two versions. And I see a lot of the positives of the new, of the special editions, where it reintroduces a whole new generation. It gets rid of a bunch of the, there's there's a legit scene in the original Star Wars where Obi-Wan Kenobi is using his lightsaber, and you can literally see it's a light stick yes. in one of the shots. He, yep. upsta- he updates that. So it's all a lightsaber. And you're like, that's a good change. Sure. So there's right. all these updates. And I'll say, it's just those updates are fine. And even the updates that I don't necessarily like are fine if you give the people an option of getting both. You have two right. versions? Great, George. Let people choose. Yeah. You have yeah, your yeah. version. We have <laughs> ours. The people who grew up with them are gonna like them anyway. That's my big. That's my big thing. Is like, right. The fact that he won't, because he, he claims 
that they are destroyed. He claims that it is impossible now to... They don't even... They don't exist. That he, yeah. he destroyed the originals. <laughs> which doesn't make any sense as a filmmaker. No, that's absurd. So if he did it, that's truly vindictive. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, wow. I hope not, because that, right, that would be insane. So, but the, the website I talked about earlier, they have been able to track down films so that have other, have, they've been able to track down maybe not the, the master copy, but they've been yeah. able to track down peop, film collectors who have oh, okay. the like original versions. And yeah. so that's where they've been able to like edit it and, and update it. Okay. So. That makes sense. Did I blow your mind at all? Oh yeah, that was, uh, I had no idea just how much he hated his original work and trying so hard to keep it from the public eye and just sort of kind of really alienating that, his that whole fan base. Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, that's astonishing. Yeah, it's big. Yeah. And sad too. That's it's it's sad, terrible yeah. that, he, that he feels that way, that, that, there can't be there can't be two versions it's it's my you know it's my updated version or nothing you know and to go so far as to to claim i guess that the originals are destroyed <laughs> yeah insanity well that brings us to the end of our episode yes thank you all for listening if you would like to contact either ethan or i you may contact us through twitter at who shot one sw pod that's who shot one sw pod the one is a number one or through email at who shot first sw pod at gmail.com that's who shot first sw pod at gmail.com that's who shot first sw pod at gmail.com so any final thoughts there before we go ethan uh nope that's uh it's a good wrap up you know i uh why don't you tell people do you do we have our next week's topic oh yes our uh, next week's topic <laughs> thank you for bringing yes. that up yes <laughs> next week's topic next week's topic we dive into phantom menace okay the phantom menace on a general sense we will be diving into each individual topic some individual topics but more of just in a general sense the phantom menace Okay. So the original prequel. So we will have a wonderful chat on that sucker. Never tell us the odds. Never tell us the odds. Never tell me the odds. People are counting on us. The galaxy is counting on us. Solo, we'll figure it out. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Oh, really? You're cold? I don't know. I have a bad feeling about this. I felt a great disturbance in the force, as if millions of voices suddenly cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. Don't you turn against me. Before the dark time. You underestimate my power. You thunder against me. You have done that yourself. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Lancelot Palpatine is evil. From my point of view, the Jedi are evil! Release your anger. Only your hatred can destroy me. Bring balance to the Force! Not leave it in darkness! You're not with me, then you're my enemy. Now you have become the very thing you swore to destroy. You are the chosen one!